When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Eden's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It's Danza. But it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Row. Which tonight, it is brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. All right? Enjoy a Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. And let's start off by saying good Let's start off by saying good evening to Dave. Mm. Let's say good evening to myself. Ochai Abajai. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's a bad one. <laughs> Will you say his name properly, please? Abaji is his name. What's his first name? Uh, I don't even know how you say his first name. I guess it's probably, <laughs> it's probably Ochai. Is that uh, – Andrew, you know the first yeah. name? Confirmed? No, that's it. Ochai Abaji. Abaji. I said that. So, yeah. No, yeah. you got it. Okay. You, it was me. Play it again. It was me that said this. Ochai Abajai. <laughs> I mean, you know what? If, if I didn't know a name to that extent, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, say it so vociferously. It would be like, oh, Abajai. You know, like, I would, I would slow it. Like, you, you owned it. You just went all in for the kill with that. Well, well, here's the thing. I was already plowing through this tweet. So I didn't have time to figure it out or... Ask Andrew, am I botching? I didn't have anything, so I just said, yeah, I'm going to have to just read this out. Ochai Abajai. I can't leave the name. I can't leave the name out. You powered through it. Let's say good evening to myself and Andrew. Andrew, how do you say the name? Not like that. What a bad, bad, I'd say Andrew is so dry. It's it's very entertaining. Rough month. You heard – you heard what happened with the Euros drop, right? You've I heard love that. that. That's, I'm not even kidding. It might be one of my all-time favorite things ever. Not a frigging show, station, just on, on planet Earth. Yes, I love it. Andrew, that. who would you say is the best Brazilian available I could find in the Euros? Brazil is a South American country, so they're not playing in the Euros. So good. <laughs> Brutal. Let's it's say good evening so to Aaron good. Boone. Rough month. And good evening to myself one last time. Garbine Muguruza. All right. We just did a lot on the Knicks and Donovan Mitchell. Bing bong! Most of the last couple of hours has been about Donovan Mitchell, who will be a Cleveland Cavalier. We had Stephen A. Smith on. And we asked Stephen A, with this happening and Donovan Mitchell going to the Cavs instead of the Knicks, what 
is next for the Knicks? I don't have the slightest damn clue. And here's the reason why. Even if it was someone's available, how do we know they want to come to the Knicks? How do we know? No on Kyrie Irving. No on Kevin Durant. Now, unfortunately, through no fault of Donovan Mitchell, who wanted to be no, a, Nick, a New York Nick, no on Donovan Mitchell. Who is there? You think Giannis is coming to the New York Knicks? You think when KD wanted to – KD said he wanted out. He wanted to be traded. He didn't ask to come to New York Knicks. He said Phoenix or Miami. Kyrie said he wanted out. He was, trying, he was planning on going to L.A. I mean, who's talking about coming to the New York Knicks? Who is that person? Yeah, no one. Hell, we cover the Knicks. We cover the Knicks, and we don't want to see them. And Stephen A. went on to say that this team just continues to lack a star. I'm just incredibly disappointed uh, that the New York Knicks didn't get their hands on a star, specifically considering the fact that Leon Rose and Worldwide William Wesley are at the helm. I expected them to get me something other than Jalen Brunson, but it hasn't happened. Uh, speaking of the Knicks, Ford Cam Reddish reportedly wants to get out of New York, but the, the Lakers, Duke, right? That's where he wants to hey, go. He's, well, he's denying he's denying requesting a trade. According to Mark Berman of the New York Post, Reddish is looking for a change of scenery. He wants a larger role. Don't you the find it strange says, that they acquired Lakers. that they acquired Cam Reddish and then didn't really use him at all? See, see, now you're getting to my point about, about Thibodeau. Tibbs. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, agree. I, I, understand, I, I understand your point. I didn't get it. I, Reddish was a great example. Like, he shows up here, and you go, hey, this is a guy, we don't really know what he's capable of yet, but we know based on his college career that he definitely has potential. We know that. We know that he has potential. And you never really got a chance to even get a look. It's frustrating. And I really think it has to change this year. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't think I you're think... wrong about that. I, I find it frustrating as well. Um, but I just I don't know that with the talent on this team that they're massively underperforming either. Fair enough. Um, it's going to be an interesting season, I hope. Either that or it will be dreadful and not remotely interesting. Those okay. are the two options we have. Somewhat interesting or just absolutely boring like the football seasons we're going to have. Sorry. Sorry, I'm, I'm not being as positive as Q-Tip. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you're, so, you're so optimistic. You root for the Washington Commanders. Listen, I know I don't root for not the Packers, Broncos. Okay, fan. I'm not a Broncos fan. I'm not a Packers fan. Washington has been just dreadful for 25 years. Okay, I'm I'm beyond aware. Okay. However, I, I will say this right now, mm-hmm. and you may disagree, but I don't. Honestly, I don't think you will. As bad as Washington has been over the last few years, the brand of football they played is not nearly as boring as either the Jets or Giants. I agree. I wholeheartedly The Jets agree. and Giants aren't just bad, Dave. They're they're painfully boring, oh, too. I mean, Peter, I, you I've said numerous times, I watched the Giants out of obligation. I don't, yeah, I don't it's enjoy not watching the Giants play football. Yeah, it's not remotely entertaining, it's and that and I awful. hate that part because I have to watch them too. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. But uh, but again, you speak about it as if you root for a, a functional organization. They traded for a guy that they could have probably had from the scrap heap in Carson Wentz. I also want to say to our viewers on yes, I think I found the solution 
to looking at my computer and not putting my forehead in your face the entire show. I think I figured it out. You figured it, it out, was huh? re- Yeah, it was really tough. I'm a really smart guy. I, I sat back further and brought the computer out closer to me. So even when I look down, I'm not putting my forehead directly in the camera. I think that's going to be effective. I'm glad you figured this out. How long have you been doing it like this for? About three years. <laughs> okay, um, good. We had Aaron Boone on earlier. We have him every day, every Thursday, I should say, at 4 o'clock. And, yeah, not every day. But you can hear it on the podcast if you missed it. Um, he was pretty good today, man. Um, not an easy day, obviously, after a rough, rough week out west for his Yankees. I asked him about his IKF comments. Last night he said that in spite of IKF's uh, issues and the big error last night, that he was a great defender. I, I questioned him on that, and he stood by it. What are you seeing that made you say he's having a great year defensively? Just the the internal numbers that we look at as far as that establish, you know, defensive run saved and range and, you know, making plays. I, I would say he's been in the top five to seven shortstops in the game defensively this year, like without question. And, you know, because he's had a couple errors and because for whatever he, he draws the ire and, and I get right now we're going through a tough stretch where we're not racking up wins and, you know, he bobbles a routine play and the next guy hits a home run. It's, it's, it's red meat for everyone to jump on. I certainly understand that. Um, but it's also important in, in my position to step back and strip emotion away and, you know, evaluate what's gone on. And he has been an excellent defensive shortstop. By the way, um, Francisco Lindor with a double. That scores Starling yep. Marte from first. 2-2. Two, two. Mets two, Dodgers. 2-2. Two, two. They're back. Kershaw's out. Battle of the pens, baby. Let's go. God, doesn't it feel like Marte's always on base? Always on base. He, and I don't know if you saw how he got on base. He dribbled How did he get one, No, I actually didn't. How did he get on base? He dribbled one to the right side and, and sprinted down the line and, and beat and it just out. beat it out. Yeah. It was a, I mean, it was a, a benign hit, and he beat it out. Now the question is, of course, can Pete Alonso do anything to keep this thing going? All he's got to do is hit to the right side, right? I mean, just, just let's it's, get that run in. That's right. Francisco could get there. Um, now, what did you think of Aaron Boone's answer there on ICAF? Like, I, I, you know, listen, I wasn't going to push him any further. He comes on with us weekly. I, I asked the question. He gave his answer. But the numbers we look at internally, did was it gobbledy? Was he being the gobbledygooker? <laughs> I don't. Here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. I don't know whether. I mean, it, it sounds gobbledygook-ish to me. I don't know if he believes what he's saying or he's, you know, he's not the ultimate decision maker on a lot of these things. If he's told from above that this is what we expect. I mean, IKF is the guy, and you're gonna you're gonna cover up any warts that he might have to to the media, right? I mean, he is he is like the last line of defense before you start attacking other people within this organization. So I don't know. I don't know whether he believes it. I don't know whether he's told that that's, that's the direction that he should go in. What do you think? I thought it was sort of one of the lines that frustrates people with, with Aaron. You know, like he finds a way to spin things that are positive when you just want him to say he's got to play better. Um, I, th- I thought it was more in that route. Now, listen, I think he believes it to some extent. But it's a tough argument. Oh, we have different stats that show he's actually great. Uh, okay. 
But, but, but what, are, what are the – I mean, every oh, like, what are they? new metric shows that he's not great. We went through them, a million of them earlier on the show. So, you know what? I, we probably should have asked him. What, do you, what are your stats? He named them? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. IKF is fifth in total runs saved. Yeah, that was which that is was one of the, the ones. one that he mentioned. Range and making plays. I don't know where on Fangraphs you find that, but oh, well, he, I, I, I think that try. was. I I think the range he was saying was literally just like speaking from his. Like field. he's saying like oh he's, he's just he has great range. He's great range. That's how I that's how I took that. By the way, Pete Alonso, it, it it feels like at moments like he's forgotten how to play baseball. Did you see the second he's struggling strike? Struggling mightily. He's the struggling second, mightily. The he's second in strike in that at bat, he, he was off by five inches. Now, not only that, but then the strike three was not even close to the strike zone. And all, his... really, all he had to do in that situation with a man on second and nobody out, at a minimum, was hit the ball to the right side, right? No, no. He, he, he feels he, like. Yeah. Meekly feels like, struck out there. Feels like he's he's waking up every morning and having his Gallo flakes for breakfast. That that's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. By morning. the way, watching Degrom and Gallo yesterday was it put a big smile on my face. Even I'm, I'm sure Yankee fans must have enjoyed that, right? Oh, I had to. Um, I mean, Degrom just like overwhelmed him. Uh, okay. The word is that Oswald Peraza is getting hugs in the dugout of his AAA game right now, and has been taken out of the game. The Yankees have not announced their call-ups yet, but that is the word on Peraza. That's exciting. I mean, listen, Yankees fans, you know how Yankees fans. I don't, I wonder if there's another fan base in all of baseball that gets as excited for players in their minor league system than Yankee fans. Like I, the no, hype no, machines. No, I, I, think, I think you're way off base with that. I think you every do? fan, uh, yeah, way off base. I think wait, wait, every so what you, fan Way base. off base, you mean you think most teams are more yes. excited than Yankees fans are? No, I think as excited. I think that, I don't think that's that's special for the Yankees. I think that, I mean, that's that's like your, that's the unknown. That's the backup quarterback. There's every fan base is excited about what their young players are going to potentially be able to do, Peter. I don't think that's, that's Yankees-centric. I think that's every team. But the timeline is so different in baseball. You can't compare it to other sports at all. But you think what, about the Mets. Everyone, Alvarez and Beatty and Vientos, and everyone's so excited about those guys. I mean, the Adley Rutschman, right? We can't wait to see what he's going to be. And then when they come up and they're good, it's great. But now every team does that. I'm just telling you, I hear from a lot more Yankee fans screaming about the players in the system, the Mets. Well, because you, because you, you work in New York. This is a Yankees market. No, but I'm you saying you compared it to the, you compared it to the Mets, and we hear from Mets fans. They're not. They don't. I don't believe the Mets fan base is obsessed with their. The Mets fan base is nuts about Alvarez. They can't wait for Alvarez to come up and Beatty and Vientos and and Mauricio. What they're going to do with him? No, okay, I, I think I think you're wrong. Well, you're you're definitely wrong. Um, I do the show every single day. It does not happen. I hear about Peraza or Volpe every day. It never stops. Andrew, how do you how do you feel about two, this? My Anthony, break the tie here. I know what happens. You take you take his side, but break the tie. Andrew or me? Oh, I'm sorry. Anybody. Either, either either one of you actually. Yeah, somebody. Uh I I actually agree with Dave. I mean, I ah. remember I remember with Met fans, it was Ahmed Rosario. Um, you know, as a Jimenez. Phillies as a Phillies fan, I feel it, you know, when you hear about certain highly ranked prospects, you I think every fan base feels this way about their young players. I really do. By the way, you learn something every day, guys. Mm-hmm. Fangraphs is a fascinating website. Uh, range runs is apparently an advanced metric. Okay. Um, the amount of runs that you save as a player based on how many, how quickly you can get to a ball where it's hit. Oh, IKF God. is seventh. All right. So when That's... Boone says five to seventh, 
I don't know what making plays. I, I, I'm still, again, looking for that one. But out of the three he mentioned, I've now named two. And when we get a lot of tweets about what numbers is he talking about, those, those are, the are the two. Now, that means you're also ignoring the other ones that we mentioned. Right, which are very, very bad. Narratives are interesting. But right, people are going to see what they see. I also, I did, I did appreciate his sentiment, though, that, like, I'm not emotional. And after a play like that, Yankee fans are emotional. And, and well, you, knew, made... you knew it. And I mentioned this to him as well. Like, the, just when things are bad, you know that they, they're going to happen. Like, the second IKF made that error, didn't you think to yourself, oh, Tani's going to do something big? Whether it's a home run or a double, like, he's going to do something big. Well, listen, it certainly doesn't help when the person who it ends up benefiting is an at-bat from Shohei Otani. Severino, by the way, will make his first rehab start tomorrow. That's big. Very big. Man. I mean, as bad as this team has been, we cannot, we really can't undersell just how brutal the pitching injuries have been basically all year. Mets take the lead, by the way, Peter. Mets take the lead. Oh, you're ahead of me. Oh, I'm sorry. Rough, I do that. rough came up. So what, what are you watching the game 15 minutes ago? What do you mean Ruff came up? No, no. I mean, I mean, Ruff came up big like he did something. Uh, well, yeah, yeah he, he well, Lindor stole third and then Ruff hit one to the warning track. So Mets are up three two, um, bottom six. Wow. Ruff literally. I mean, if you're trying to just get in a run, it, he he made it impossible. There's not even a throw that's imaginable from where he hit the ball. No, he hit it to the warning track. Truly, he, I don't even think he didn't even throw it. He didn't even bother throwing it in. No, he didn't even no. rush. He just no. said, "All right, well, that's a run." Um, all right, Mets up three two on the Dodgers. By the way, Joel Sherman is confirming that, uh, or or reporting, I guess I should say, uh, Peraza is going to go to the Yankees. He's there we go. That is official. Well, he absolutely kayfabed us when we asked him, which is wrestling terminology for lied to our face when, when, when we asked him. Well, I, they probably said we're not ready to make it public, and he didn't want to tell us at that point. God forbid we get a scoop. Right? Um, let's hear the great moment last night on SNY when Brandon Nimmo robbed a home run from the Dodgers. Turner drives one to center, chasing Nimmo back to the warning track right at the fence. He made the catch! The catch of the year for Brandon Nimmo. He took a home run away from Justin Turner. Great call by Gary. And Bob Costas was very upset with StatCast's metrics on the this. Nimmo catch. Let's hear it. I love this. Well, here's what StatCast says. I don't believe the catch probability was 50%. Uh, That's ridiculous. Yeah. That no. is ridiculous. If I'm running StatCast, I'm taking someone to task. You're undermining our credibility. <laughs> I love Bob. So that is good. That, that's such a Bob so, so thing. You're t- wait, so let me see if I understand this now. StatCast is claiming that 50% of the time that ball is caught. Is that accurate? I would think so, yes. Exactly. 50% <laughs> catch pre- probability. That's preposterous. Preposterous. It's a home run 80% of the time. It's a, it's a, I mean, it was a great play. Yeah, that's a ridiculous. That, if that that's going to be made fifty percent of the time, Peter, in theory, like like in actuality, then it's not a great play. Now, one another great moment from last night was right here when Timmy Trumpet himself brought out Edwin Diaz.
What a great moment. It was. I really worked out perfectly. It could have been cheesy and kind of gross, but I don't think it was. No, it ended up working out perfectly. Now, we were talking earlier off the air about uh, what our walk-up songs would sound like. Yep. Um, let's start first with mine. This is this is what my – if I was a either a pro wrestler or a closer for a baseball team, here's my walkout music. Now closing for the Orioles, Peter Rosenberg. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice. Love it. Love it. Love it. Like rest, in, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I love that record. Okay, let's hear what Dave Rothenberg's, uh, Dave Rothenberg's closure music would sound like. Now closing for the Mets, Dave Rothenberg. By the time you get out there, the song won't have even started yet. No, it's a very long song. One of the great videos of all time, too, by the way. Right now. Yes. A beauty. A beauty. So you're not going to beat me up for that. You think that's a good selection to come no, out it's to. fine. Yeah, okay. I, I, would, I would probably adjust it so it kicks in. You might have to speed up the well, intro this wasn't in some way. I, I'm not, I was not the handler of, of all the details. Well, I was, no, I'm saying I was when this happens, should you become a closer in your 50s? <laughs> yes. If, if just... closing is in my future, you, you would like me to adjust it. Accord- I'll tell you what. Here's a promise I will make to you. If the Mets reach out and say we'd like you to start closing games like Diaz goes on the IL, something of that sort, right. I will reach out to you before I submit the song and the start point of the Love song. Love it. I will help you because even though you believe DJs are talentless and do nothing, I can help you with that. Um, No, I don't think talentless was not. Let's take a break on this ENN because when we come back, we got to do a little uh, Serena Williams in the U.S. Open, which we have not gotten to all day. And we have some other stories to get to as well. Peter Rosenberg, Dave Rothenberg, more ENN next on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Football fans, sign up for Cover 5, a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun, and compete against your friends, rivals, and your favorite 98.7 ESPN host as well. Pick'em! That's right. <laughs> Pick five games each week and the best score against the spread throughout the regular season and win $1,000. Weekly prizes of $100 will also be awarded during the 98.7 League with the code NY22. That's right, NY22 on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. It's as easy as one, two, free. Visit New- ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. Now, Dave, we did not have time in our last segment 
to get to the Serena Williams, which we have to get to right now in this second segment of ENN, which is uh, brought to you by Sunday Night Baseball, presented by Nissan, every Sunday night right here on 9870 ESPN. Nissan, uh, you deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at NissanUSA.com today. Let's go back and hear the final call from the end of Serena's technically upset win last night. Their first meeting is a memorable one. Serena Williams just supreme in the final set when she had to be. Rolling back the years. Vintage. Um, let's hear from Serena on her feelings on beating the number two player in the world. Well, I'm a pretty good player. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I do best. I love a challenge and I'm rising to the challenge. And yeah, I haven't played many matches, but I've been practicing really well. And my last few matches, it just wasn't coming together. I'm like, but this isn't me. Um, And, you know, the last couple matches here in New York, it's really come together. Maybe I should have traveled with you all for all those years. Serena also says she's just enjoying this moment. Yeah, I'm super competitive. Um, I, I'm Honestly, I'm just looking at it as a bonus. I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to win. And um, I have absolutely nothing to lose. And honestly, I never get to play like this since 98, really. Um, literally, I've had an X on my back since 99. So it's kind of fun, and I, I really enjoy just coming out and enjoying it. And it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. Can you win this tournament, Serena? I cannot think that far. I, I, I'm having fun, and I'm enjoying it. And then, honestly, I've had so many tough matches the last, I don't know how long, that I just feel like just being prepared for everyone that I play is just going to be really, really difficult and get through those moments. Now, Dave, I, I got to say, I don't know what your feelings were. Um, All right. Really enjoyed last night. Um, I, thought it, I thought it was great. The second set, there were a couple nerve-wracking moments. I mean, the first set was just an incredible back and forth that Serena wins in a tiebreaker. In the second set, you may remember they had that in- incredible rally that Contevit won, and it, I think it made it 4-1 at that point, or 3-1, and it was a really long, tough point that Serena lost. To me, Dave, at that point, it seemed like she decided to just lose the second set. Yeah, I thought I – thought, and, and You thought the same? happens. Yeah. That, right, that's not the most uncommon thing in the world. Like, that happens if you realize well, you gotta, at some you, point. you got to think about your energy, especially right. as a veteran. And she's going to be 41 soon. So, at, at some point, you have to realize, I'm not going to win this set. I have to give it up. Now, fortunately for her, she I think if she loses set one, Peter, she's done. She's not coming back and winning that match. But she no, had she the buffer. No, she would have been two beaten set two. Right? She had the buffer, and she was very effective. So, she kind of let set two slip away, really turned it on for set three. I think playing at night helps her, where it's not so hot outside. The crowd clearly helps her. And she took care of business. It was great. The, I, I'll, I'll say this. I've always wanted to go to Wimbledon. I'd like to go to the French Open. I don't have any grand desire to go to the Australian. There is nothing, nothing in my mind that compares to night tennis at the U.S. Open. I think it's I, great. I, I, I'm with you on everything you just said. I've been to the French. Would love to go to Wimbledon. Australia would be fun if I could, if I could happen to be in Australia. But when I'm watching at home as a fan, nothing like these night matches. By the way, so many other little notes here that I find interesting. Um, number one, I think Contevit completely played Serena wrong. Um, she tried oh, to look pa- at you. You're, you're, you're on the tennis coaching game. Well, I, I was. T- I actually saw my tennis coach today, and we discussed this. Now, what what level of coach is this gentleman? 
Um, he's 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 a really good player. He was a great college player, and okay. now he's a pro and has been for he's forty. He's like forty one years old. My guy Richie, five tennis, um, and he actually gave me this fantastic sweatshirt, which I recommend. Go to vibetennis.com. Great guy. Anyways, she tried to overpower Serena. And, and you really would think, Dave, the move is to hit drop shots and make Serena move back and forth all night long. That's the weakness of her game now. You can see it. Her, her court coverage is not what it used to be. She cannot. Yeah, you she hit a drop shot on her, she cannot get to the net fast enough. So I didn't think it was a great strategy, but props to Serena. One thing that I find a little – I love the coverage. I think everyone does a fantastic job. They were leaning a little bit too much into the this is an upset thing. It like, was an upset. I understand. It was. On paper, it was an absolute upset. She beat the number two player in the world. But the number two player in the world that she beat has been to the quarterfinals of a Grand Slam once. She has not been good in majors this all this whole year. Serena Williams is the greatest player who ever lived. While it was technically an upset. She was the second seed in the tournament, though. I understand. I She's the second player in the world. I get it. But what I'm saying is you can't. You can't remove the history of Serena Williams. Like, yes, it's been a rough couple of years. She has not played a lot. And it was an upset and worth commending. But Serena felt the same way I feel. They were like, oh, are you surprised that you're this level? Her answer was, I'm Serena. And, like, I was like, yeah, no, she's yeah, not surprised. you know what? I don't, I don't love that, to be honest with you. I'm Serena. Well, I mean, you may not love just, it, but guess what? Been, it's she's true. Been, she's been bad lately. If you, if you look at what she's done over the last couple of months, she has not played good tennis. So... I, 100%, I don't think there's anything wrong with the She won a second-round match. She didn't win the tournament. She won yeah, a but second. she wasn't – Peter, she was 50-1 to one to win the tournament. The expectations are that she was not going to go very far. She's now sitting there in the third round, and, and I think Anthony told me she doesn't play a, a ranked a, a opponent until potentially the quarterfinals. Wow, that, that part's mage. Um, also, how crazy – Dave, you watch a lot of tennis. I love tennis, yeah. Do you ever recall a time in tennis history – when a singles player was so uh, popular and dominant that they put her, the the player's doubles match in primetime. Is that tonight? Yes. It's in primetime? Venus Serena in primetime tonight, yeah. 7 o'clock. Uh, no. Well, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't, I don't... I have no recollection of that, though. I'm, I'm sure John Macaron back in the day... Um... But no, you're right. You're right. You don't. It's, you don't. That's the second night match on Ash Court. Is is her doubles match? It's either second or first. Wow. It might be first. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's almost unprecedented. I would agree. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, it really is. Uh, here is Alex Rodriguez with a message to his buddy Albert Pujols. My main man, Albert Pujols. You're two home runs shy of tying me for six ninety six home runs you see me rocking my pinstripes and now the 13's available back with the yankees i may have to make a little comeback and race you to 700 what do you say I, i'm not going to count on that happening <laughs> i don't think the yankees bring the hero back now i rarely do this during enn but we have a gentleman who were well, you going to take a call again yeah yeah this would be two days in a row now it's become old hat He's been on hold for 202 minutes. Which is, wait, that's over three hours. Andrew, have you ever seen a number this high when you look at that? I have. I mean, it's obviously. It's up there. It's closing so you, in you, on let, as high let, as it can me, get. Let me see if I get this now. You left a man who you say is an older gentleman on hold for three and a half hours? 
I mean, what kind of a sadistic guy are you? <laughs> Me or Andrew? But somebody. All right. You couldn't Let's... have gotten to the call when he was like two hours in? I, I just got I don't know. I, I feel bad. It's, I didn't mean to. I have a lot on my plate. Let's go to Fred, our good our good friend Fred in Scottsdale. Fred, thank you. Thank you for your patience, and please tell us whatever it is that you're feeling at this moment. Well, Peter, thank you very much. Uh, number one, uh, I saw my first baseball game in 1946. Mm. Yankees losing to the Red Sox 3-1. But anyway... I wanted to thank you about your handling of the call with Aaron Boone. The, uh, you were pretty good. The thank only you. problem I had is mm-hmm. you neglected to ask him the two main reasons why he made two major mistakes in last night's game. Okay. One one mistake was in the eighth inning uh, – What's his name? Uh, uh, the uh, batter that was batting in second place made the third out. Ben, Benintendi. Benintendi. He take, yeah. So Benintendi makes the third out. Uh, LeMayu is batting just before Benintendi. Mm-hmm. When they go out in the bottom of the eighth, he puts Rizzo in to play for LeMayu. Now, at that point in time, he had Higiosa, uh, ben, not Benintendi, Rizzo, uh, Gonzalez, and I forget the, the fourth guy on the bench. So he takes Rizzo and puts Rizzo on first base. So in order for Rizzo to come to bat in the ninth inning, Eight people would have had to get on base or would have to get up. Mm. It was a big, big mistake. Fred, ha- Fred, best- do me a favor. Fred, hang on for one more second. We have to take our last break, and we'll answer this on the other side. And we're going to bring question. Fred back. Oh, yeah. terrific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I, I, was ho- I was hoping we'd get more Fred. Good. I, good. I wanted to answer Fred's. It's a good question. That's a and good we're question. Answer- yeah, that guy had hold for three and a half hours. He probably hasn't fully scripted like it, like the Niners' offense under Bill Walsh. <laughs> you really more, are. More of your calls next to close out one 800 The K-Show on Yes and 98.7. Thanks for listening to the Michael K-Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.